You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming online at KUCI.org. And uh, you're listening to Countdown UCI. I am your host, Dmitry Konitsky, and I want to welcome all my new listeners that I may have due to some more strategic advertising campaigns I've been doing. So hopefully there's some new people tuning in. And I am in the studio with a phenomenal live guest. And with your co-host, which you always forget to introduce. Yes, and with my co-host, Jack Pan, uh, ASUCI Physical Sciences representative. Yes. And uh, I have my in-studio guest is Reza Zomorodian. Oh, good, I got it. Uh, and he is the candidate for at-large representative to ASUCI and uh, in the fall elections. Um, Reza, you want to introduce yourself further? Hi, everyone. I'm Reza Zomorodian, running for at-large representative, as Dimitri said earlier. I'm very excited to be with the show on the show today. So uh, thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, so first, a few a few announcements today. I have a awesome pre-recorded interview that I'm going to be playing. I pre-recorded this uh, this Tuesday, and that is with the UCI head basketball coach Russell Turner. And uh, the interview is actually pretty good. He was really he's a really great guy, and uh, he interviewed really well. So uh, stay tuned for that. That'll be in the second half of the show. And uh, I have a phenomenal giveaway this show, and uh, that is a UCI banner, a cloth placard signed by the entire basketball team and signed by the coach himself. It's I, I mean it's a great piece of UCI memorabilia, and um, I had uh, the coach take it to the whole team and they, and they had them sign it and. And I looked at it, and um, I'm kind of uh, not too happy about giving it away, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I kind of, I'm, I was, I was kind of looking at it uh, and thinking, I kind of want this on my wall. It's really cool, and and I showed this you to. Have one. I don't have a signed one signed by the basketball team, <laughs> ah. and. Um, yeah, and I showed it to a few administrators, actually, who were like, oh, my God, I want this on my wall as well. I'm, <laughs> how do I win this? So, uh, actually, let me tell you now what uh, the way I'm going to be giving it away. I'm going to give it to the third caller who calls in during the pre-recorded interview, and uh, that number is going to be 949-824-5824, but that's not now. That's in the second half of the show when I'm going to play the, the interview. Uh, right now, let's talk to Reza. Um, 
So tell us a little bit about your campaign. And um, actually, uh, before we do that, uh, to introduce you a little bit further, uh, this is also the gentleman who is on the new university front page a few weeks back on their headline article. Uh, what is it? Student activism still alive? Do you remember what it was called exactly? Defending, defending. Student, defending student activism. Defending yes. student activism. There you go. And um, uh, the coverage was of a big ASUCI Legislative Council meeting where they were discussing the $170,000 Avicii legislation, which was a legislation to spend that amount of money. I actually believe it was the one regarding Irvine 11 and Irvine 19. That's right. They were talking. Oh, my. The Irvine 11 one. I, I uh-huh. didn't. Oh, my. I'm sorry. I messed that up a little bit because uh, there, there were two ASUCI meetings where that, that, that drew a lot of uh, the general population in, in there, and that's pretty rare. So I... Um, Sorry for mixing that up. I guess, okay, so it was, never mind. It was the, that was a later one. So it was the earlier ASUCI meeting that also drew a big uh, big crowd, and that was uh, to, that was, what was the legislation called? Uh, I believe it's... It was the one I read on air, uh, right? Yes, that's correct. It was the one one I read on air two weeks ago when I had uh, Gary, uh, Dean Gary Matkin on, and uh, that was the legislation... uh, passed by by council to um, against criminalizing student protest and yeah. that had the Irvine 11 thing but we're not going to talk about that because you know uh, I, I've officially killed it and it keeps it keeps coming back <laughs> like a zombie but no more that's it no more no more um, I've been told people are going to stop listening to me if I ever talk about the Irvine 11 ever again so that's kind of it all right Rosa, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about your campaign and uh, what you do on campus just about yourself well uh, I'm a freshman this year uh, class of 2015. Yes, right? Uh, <laughs> um, I'm a freshman, like I said. I'm a poli-sci major. Um, obviously, my seventh week into UCI. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it so far. Uh, just a few things about myself. I work at the UCI bookstore. Um, Which is pretty impressive as a as a freshman. I, I would... I guess so, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not just uh, doing checkout. You are you work for the marketing team. Yeah, uh, I'm a marketing coordinator for the UCI bookstore um, mm-hmm. under the marketing department. I love the staff there. It's great. Uh, great environment to work in. You know, very, very academic, I guess. Um, also, uh, in addition to that, I'm also running for council, obviously. I'm running for at-large representative. And uh, because I genuinely feel that there needs to be some fundamental changes mm-hmm. in council uh, just regarding certain issues. I can't agree more, but uh, what are some of those changes that you want to see? Well, um, a lot of them fall under my platform, but two of the main ones is uh, really focusing on getting protest rights back for students. A lot of people Mm -hmm. feel that uh, UC Irvine is an area where it's hard to express your feelings on campus and it's hard to get uh, what you believe out there. Um, And that could be true at times, I feel, and I believe that ASUCI needs to make stronger support, stronger... uh, understanding that they're here for the students and promoting student rights on campus. And then secondly, I also want to help bridge the gap between ASUCI and um, possibly disenfranchised groups on campus, just bringing more inclusion Mm -hmm. among students and ASUCI. Mm -hmm. Overall, just building a larger transparency between ASUCI and the students, because I know I personally feel that between at least some legislators on on campus, not all of them, there's a, I feel there's a disconnect between what's going on in ASUCI and between students on campus. Mm -hmm. What were some of the disenfranchised groups that you see that that you want (laughs) to... 
uh, see have a larger voice through council? Well, I feel that council isn't focusing on as many student issues that I would wish wish it would. Um, they are focusing on some issues, but I believe there can be a larger emphasis on uh, those issues, particularly regarding to minority groups on campus, regarding to LGBT organizations, because some of these people still feel that they're uh, a little far from the student government. They mm-hmm. feel that the student government isn't necessarily there to mm-hmm. help uh, awareness of them and help inclusion of them, but more there to put concerts on, which I know there's many representatives on the council who mm-hmm. don't feel that way and who feel that there should be more things brought up that help students. Uh, I mean, I've seen Jack speak up against a lot of things on mm-hmm. the council, and uh, I've just seen a lot of variation on council. However, there is a, still a stronghold of students on that council who I believe they feel that they're privileged to be on the council. It's almost a sense of entitlement. Uh, they almost don't take their job seriously. You know what I found is, is that uh, being on council has, has stopped being in a large leadership position. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, when, when I criticize council, um, uh, a big comment that I've gotten is, you know, these members are new, some of them are freshmen and don't, and it's their first leadership position. And they have never read the constitution <laughs> they have never, or the bylaws. Yes, they've they never really read anything. They don't even know those documents exist. Exactly. About, and, about, and, about, and, 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 and that's supposed to give them a pass. Like, uh, it, you know, sorry, it's your first, it, 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 it's your first day, dude. It's, it, it's okay. You can do whatever you it, want. But see, the problem is, each of them represent probably like a thousand students. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that they can just be like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. This is still just like high school ASB. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things I saw, uh, I, it was the, I believe it was the first meeting that I was at during public comment. I don't, I don't know if Jack remembers, but they were talking about one of the bills, and one of the council members pulls out the bill and says, actually, uh, I don't remember a lot of this bill and hadn't even read it till the day of the council meeting. And, oh, of course. And when you think of that, yeah. it's, it's, it's horrible. I mean, you're, you're representing such a large portion of the student body, of course, and you yeah. have a lot of control in your hands. A lot of mm-hmm. money is flowing through that. Correct. And the fact that you haven't read the literature and aren't you know, fully understanding what's going on is, is horrible, right? Because you're not being held accountable to that mm-hmm. standard, and you're voting on something that has, has huge dramatical effects on campus. I know, absolutely. I, I do want to say that, that I think council is a huge um, cluster duck, and um, <laughs> it's, it, it's this weird cacophony of, of largely people who don't know the power that they're actually holding, and in fact, because they don't know it, they have made council kind of a body that, that is uh, toothless in a way. Uh, they completely submit to the will of the ASUCI executives, um, and the, the huge example that I want to bring up is they're, they're one real big power, and uh, their one big power is the, is the power to spend money. And that's really the, the – they write silly legislations, they write political endorsements, they write kind of what they want to see on campus. All those things, even council members don't read them. Uh, and, and we've seen that in the example you've brought up. But their one real power that they should be exercising really is the power of the purse. And uh, last year, it, they passed a $450,000 dollar budget uh, out of the 1.3 million dollar ASUCI budget in general, most of which goes to uh, full-time staff members. Anonymously. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, they and but but the rest, you know, students have some control over that 450 thousand dollars approximately cut from last year. Once again, I want to say, can it'll continue getting cut unless something happens. Uh, 
my <laughs> personal suggestion is we need to fire somebody because uh, administrative pay will keep creeping up and uh, the I, I, I think... contribution from students will remain stagnant because I, I don't think uh, students are going to be in the mood to vote to increase their um, their self-taxation to, to give more money to ASUCI. So that pool of money, unless you know number of students drastically increases, that pool of money will uh, be exactly the same. Administrative pay will creep mm-hmm. up every year. And uh, what does that mean? That just means there's less money for the students to spend. There's, that's a mathematical certainty. I, I think the listeners probably didn't catch you. About two-thirds of all the student fees pays for full-time staff at ASUCI. Yes, that I just perhaps repeated that, that, that the most important thing you just said is yeah. that. Two-thirds. Yeah. yeah, so there you go. Uh, and so, but but last year, the remaining 450K approximately was spent by was was uh, the the, leg- the the legislation to pass the budget was passed by what's the word by acclamation oh, by acclamation sorry yes it was passed by acclamation and uh, if you, any of you don't know what that means I will tell you uh, <laughs> somebody <laughs> on council goes uh, motion to pass by acclamation motion, and, uh, motion to vote by acclamation mo- yes uh-huh. mo- uh, motion to vote by acclamation uh-huh. and somebody seconds that motion that's a motion that needs to be seconded and after that unless somebody has an objection the motion uh, the 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 bill passes unanimously. And uh, that means that's about the extent of the real debate that was done on the budget. And, I mean, and I was no one got a hard copy or or electronic copy of the budget. Yeah, I've heard. I, I very much heard excuses that no, like some members saw it and the finance chair had a copy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The point is, and, and oh, and, and and maybe the finance committee did some discussion about it. The point is, there was never really um, a thing where every. ASUCI Ledge Council member oh. was given a copy and was able to have the opportunity to take a, you know, a red marker and go line by line through it and go, like, why is this agency here and why, or why is this uh, commission in, in this branch getting this extra money? And so that, that leaves uh, council completely uh, incompetent. incompetent. <laughs> Thank you. That, that, that's very much a correct word. And but he, yeah. here, here's the thing. They did argue that, oh, we had a budget presentation that's like like this, this really short mm-hmm. PowerPoint, which which probably nobody understood and nobody even paid attention to, mm-hmm. because everybody just so like all of it. They're they're like they don't know what they're doing, and and also and also they they argue they they argue that uh, here and here's another thing. Even then, they get a hard copy. They probably won't understand yeah, what's exactly. going on. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, we need to transition to my pre-recorded interview, um, but hopefully, by the way, for, for my listeners, I want to say hopefully next quarter I'll have an hour-long show, and uh, I'd really appreciate that. Uh, and uh, I think by by next quarter I'll be able to not have my all my uh, show cut cut at half an hour, and because I think I'm getting some pretty good content. Uh, but Reza, thank you for coming on, Absolutely. and uh, tell us when and how do students vote for you, and uh, yeah. And, well, and maybe a few final final words about your platform. <laughs> well, uh, overall, I'd like to thank Countdown UCI, Dimitri, and Jack for having me on today. Uh, very, I appreciate it very much. Um, overall to vote, voting is between November 14th and November 17th, so next week. It's online 
at elections.uci.edu. It'll be posted. Um, And I would highly appreciate if listeners out there and other students could possibly join my Facebook group. It's Reza Merodian for at-large representative. And my whole platform is listed on there. I guess some final words before we go from me is just that, I mean, if you're frustrated with overall how representatives have been acting and how you feel that you are out of touch because that they're just not including your voice into into council and i mean just these ridiculous things that we were talking about passing a budget and ceding all their power that they have to mm-hmm. the executive board uh it's time to remind them that these aren't entitlement positions these aren't privileges it's a it's for the student it's for the student body so thanks again for having me online and, or having me on and please definitely um check out my platform uh go into my group and please vote that's the biggest thing i can ask you to do just to vote in this election and i certainly i i certainly certainly second that and uh fall fall elections get the least amount of turnout and nobody because that's not when that's just when ledge council members run and not when executive members run so there's not this wealth of money being spent on advertising etc and i really want to say that if you want to vote this is this is like the equivalent of our midterm election so this is the election which your vote really does count more than than even in the spring election. So I encourage you to vote, and uh, the website is elections.uci.edu. I believe it's either yeah. .uci or .asuci. Well, I think it's the .uci. .uci homepage. And you, or, yeah. the, or through the .asuci homepage. Um, so before I transition to the interview, one last thing. Once again, I am giving away a phenomenal, really, like, really cool giveaway. I, I'm... So I'm going to give it away to the third caller, and if we don't get a third caller, I'm just going to keep it. Or, or I'll just take uh, it. Or, or maybe Reza will I'll just take it. There you go. <laughs> so uh, the number to call, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to play the interview, and when I start playing, uh, you can start calling in, and that, the number is 949-824-5824. 949-UCI-KUCI. And the third caller will get it, and I'll personally deliver it to them. Hopefully it's a student. I think... Uh, it would really be more pertinent to students. But we have a young basketball team, and uh, they're going to improve greatly. I, th- they're, the, they're the least experienced basketball team in, in, in Division One basketball right now, which means that in four years or even in three years, uh, they're going to have those, all of those people being massively experienced. They, I think they will improve dramatically. And that thing might be uh, worth some uh, bragging rights, if not some money by then. And um, I don't know. I think it's really cool. It's signed by a former NBA coach, and um, 949-824-5824. Okay, thank you for if listening. If you didn't catch the phone number, go on to the website. Yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, okay. Um, oh, and you can catch my blog at myucirvine.com, and uh, my personal website is countdownuci.com. And like me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash countdownuci. Okay, enjoy the interview, and uh, tune in next week. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to see me. No problem. Um, you're, you're recording right here. I am. Yeah. Okay. So I'm um, all good. Um, so my first question is: You're pretty new to the team. Uh, what made you come to UCI, uh, especially from the NBA? Yeah, you know, I got I got asked that question a lot last year, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, I recognize the opportunity here, mm-hmm. and you know, I recognize the excellence within this community. Um, both, I mean, from, from many different standpoints. And this is a good fit for my family uh, because my wife and I are a two-career family. You know, I've always wanted to be a college head coach at a highly academic institution where I could recruit kids of character and build a strong program over time. 
Um, that is, I mean, that couldn't be a better opportunity in this country than here. Mm-hmm. Um, I love California. I've never been to Southern California, but you know, this is exactly the type of you know environment that I'm looking for. I mean, academically, socially, everything. You know, my wife feels the same way. My wife's a doctor at the University Hospital. She's mm-hmm. the director of the medical intensive care unit, so it ended up being a, a great fit for both of us. We've got young kids. I've got a seven-year-old girl named Devlin and a seven-year-old boy named Darius. And, you know, this is a place where my family and I feel like we can establish roots and hopefully be a part of something really great for a long time. So all that went into it, you know, and um, I'm really happy that we made a choice to come here, and I'm hoping it's going to be a place that we're great fits for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you happy with the program currently? Uh, and uh, do you think uh, it's going in a good direction? Yeah, I do. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not, I'm not where I thought maybe at times during last year where we would be at this point. Um, we had a bunch of guys graduate last year. You know, so I changed over a, a huge portion of the personnel on the team. Um, we've got eight freshmen right now on our team and we've got no seniors mm-hmm. so we're one of the youngest teams in all of division one but i really like the talent and the enthusiasm and the energy and the potential in this group you know we lost a couple of players toward the end of last season that i thought we would have this year as experienced guys and they were both interior players uh, one transferred for, to another institution and another was ruled ineligible by the ncaa and both of those were surprises to us so if we had those two guys we'd be looking um, at the season maybe with different type of expectations than where we are now building with a young team Uh, but I still feel like this young team has the opportunity to grow quickly and to experience some success here so what I hope is that people at UC Irvine will get uh, get behind this group because they'll be able to watch them grow over a period of years and I think we're going to grow into something that's good and then really good. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with the team that was different than the direction it was going in before you came? Well, I think that we're playing a different style of basketball, and that style of basketball should be more fan-friendly. I mean, that uh, you know, we're playing faster. We led our league in scoring last year. You know, I want our game to be an up-tempo, fast-paced, exciting game. Um, a lot of people don't think that game fits well with the type of guys we can best recruit here, but I don't agree with that. Um, and I think that we've recruited well to UC Irvine in terms of bringing guys in this community that fit well, and we've also recruited well to the style of play that I want to employ. So that's one thing. You know, hopefully there's some other things that we're doing differently than, than maybe what had uh, grown to be uh, what was happening before. You know, hopefully we're reaching out more to the student community. That's really important to me. You know, I think that uh, that's where most of our efforts at outreach need to be focused is towards getting students in our gym, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what makes college basketball special is the environment that students create. And if we want to get a brand that's uh, buzzing with excitement, it's got to start with the students. And, you know, I hope we can do a better job of that. I do feel like I got guys on my team who are engaged, who are supporting other things with the university because I've told them that if we want to be supported, Mm -hmm. then we've got to support others, you know, who are doing great things here. And there's a ton of great things going on. Uh, Hopefully we can grow into something that people want to be a part of. And I do know that we have the opportunity and the potential to entertain people around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, college basketball can be that. And, you know, as a, as a, you know, with the opportunity to participate in the NCAA tournament, if we can get, if we can get really good, I hope that's something that can excite our students. Of course. 
Uh, so you mentioned the recruits. Uh, who are some of the ones that you're really excited about and uh, now and maybe for the future? Well, we've got a bunch of them. Um, I'm going to start in our two exhibition games. I've started two freshman big men. Uh, they are Will Davis uh, from Sacramento um, and Michael Best um, from up in Northern California. Uh, both those guys are young and thin and athletic and long players, and they both played well early. Will Best played, I mean, um, Will Davis played especially well in both games. He got double doubles and points and rebounds, so I expect him to have a big impact this year. I've also got a pair of uh, freshman guards who are really good in Colin Woods and Aaron Wright. Colin's from Phoenix, Arizona. Aaron Wright is from Cerritos, so not far from here. And I've got one of the scholarship um, freshmen named Marcus Bradley, who went to Corona Del Mar High School last year. He's also done well in both our exhibition games. So we got some young talent, and, uh, and we got some athleticism. And you know, I think people are going to enjoy watching these these players develop over time. Do you think with so much of the team being freshmen, by 2014 we'll have a team that, that with a ton of experience that can be yeah. better than, than uh, what we've seen so far? Well, clearly that's what we hope, and, mm-hmm. and I hope it happens long before then um, as this team is you know, able to grow together and hopefully um, gel together. You know, the future is bright in our program. You know, what I hope is you know, to bring that future about as quickly as we can. Awesome. Um, so what's the big game this season? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's you know, a lot of people ask that question. What game are you most looking forward to? I always say I'm looking forward to the next one, <laughs> and uh, the next one is is a big one, and uh, you know, a lot of people's minds because we're playing on the road at Cal, which is a ranked team. Um, it's in an area up in uh, the Bay Area where a lot of our players are from. That's a great opportunity for us. It's going to be a hard game to win, uh, but that means it's a great opportunity. You know, we've got a really tough non-conference schedule. Uh, in addition to playing Cal, uh, we play at UCLA, we play at LSU, mm-hmm. uh, we play at San Jose State, um, we play at Wyoming, we play in the Great Alaska Shootout. So we got a number of high-quality opponents this year, which is going to be tough for a young team. Team, uh, but we're going to learn a lot about ourselves in our, you know, non-conference schedule. Hopefully, what that'll do is it'll it'll teach us some lessons, make us better, toughen us up, and get us ready for Big West competition, which is where we need to be at our best within our conference. And then the third, I guess, the third component of our season, which is the most important one for us, would be the conference tournament. Because if we can win that conference tournament, if we can win three games in three days, then we can qualify for the NCAA tournament, which is what you know everybody obviously hopes for in terms of uh, our basketball program here in Irvine. Mm-hmm. Never been to the NCAA tournament yet, so every time I'm talking with players that I'm recruiting, I'm talking about the opportunity to leave that legacy here at Irvine, and I'm hoping we're going to be able to reach that goal sometime during the time I'm here. Who are um, our big rivals? Is there, is there a team we've had a lot of back and forth with? Well, you know, the easy team to point point to now is Long Beach State because uh, they're close to us. Long Beach and Fullerton are both close to us. Uh, those are both rivalry games, I feel like. You know, we happened to uh, win both those games at home last year. You know, we had uh, some really good wins at home. Um, and both those games happened to be games where we were really well supported by our community. Um, you see Santa, Santa Barbara is also a rivalry game in my mind because they're a UC school like us, even though they're not all that close to us. I mean, that's a school that we can point to who's having a lot of athletic success in our sport that we need to emulate. You know, so there's a number of rivalries within this conference, and the opportunity to play all the conference schools is a special opportunity to me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, to switch gears a little bit, I have a question about you, the university support. Do you feel that uh, the university supports UCI basketball as much as it should? Uh, I know at other schools like uh, UCLA, their sports make good money for them, and that's because they have uh, solid attendance. And uh, attendance is definitely something I think that um, UCI basketball has been trying to improve. And uh, because of that, do you feel that... Um, the UCI as a university, do you feel that they support you as much as you'd like to see? Well, you know, that's a tough question. Uh, we'd obviously like to have, you know, more, you know, students at the game, but I'm not going to suggest that people aren't doing what they're supposed to do. You know, our job, I think, is to be supportable, you know, and to be a group of guys that people around here want to come see. Um, that's the way I look at it. You know, we've got to generate that support. I do feel like there's a lot of people within the university, especially within the university administration, that really want us to be successful. Mm -hmm. You know, so there are commitments being made to our program that I feel really good about. You know, what we've got to do is, is just keep working, keep building every day, make sure that we're improving. Um, you know, be great members of this community so that others want to support us. And I think we can have that support. Um, when I was at Stanford coaching uh, back in 2004, we came here to play Irvine. And that was a great, great college basketball environment. I mean, it was a sold-out game. There were people all around the Brent Center waiting to get into that game. That's what we had the opportunity to build here. You know, we've grown a little bit um, away from those type of afternoons with the support we've generated, but it's our job as coaches and players to bring that back. Mm -hmm. And I think if we do everything that we can do, then people are going to want to support us. Uh, in the budget times that we're in, do you feel financially the university supports uh, UCI basketball? Or do you think there's more you can do if uh, they kicked up their sport? Yeah, you know, again, that's that's a tough question. I think that probably every department on campus wishes they had more in this environment. Um, we're probably no different. But the way I see it is we've got to go out and, and be effective. And if we do that, then I think the support will come. You know, it's a larger question, I think, for the university community about how much we want to invest in athletics. Mm -hmm. I do think that the, you know, the student support, the school spirit that we can generate through my sport is worthy of investment. I do feel that way. Um, but there's all kinds of things going on here that are worthy of investment. So what we've got to do is separate ourselves. And uh, if we can do that and the university continues to get behind us, and I think they've been behind us, uh, then this can be a great story. You know, our, As I said, our team's not been to the NCAA tournament yet. I think if we can make the NCAA tournament and you know generate the exposure uh, that that a tournament berth would have for Irvine and get people talking about the Anteaters. I mean, I think that people will be amazed at how far that can take us in terms of the reputation we have. Our reputation's outstanding. People just don't know about us. You know, what we have in my sport is the opportunity to let a larger portion of this country know more about Irvine, and hopefully that's what we can do in time. Awesome. Well, it seems like you're here for the long term, and uh, it seems like uh, you'll be able to do great things uh, with the Anteaters. Well, I hope so. You know, we've got a lot of work to do, but uh, you know, um, I think that people do want us to succeed here. And what I hope is that you know, through outreach like this, and I really appreciate your opportunity, the opportunity you're giving me to speak to you know your audience, because I do hope people will come watch our team play. I think if they do, they're going to find a team that they can relate to, because we're going to be hard work and committed just like most everyone in this community is so it should be fun for people to get to know this group I have. Mm -hmm. 
And again, what's the date of the first game that you want students at? Uh, the, the 19th of November is our home opener, and uh, we don't play that many games. Um, I think that's the only home game we play in November, and then we've got three home dates in December before we start our conference play. So, you know, if uh, I think we're going to do a good job of letting the students know when we play this year. Mm-hmm. And what I hope they'll do is just come check things out in mm-hmm. the brand because they'll see an envi- environment that's good. I mean, we've got a new scoreboard in the brand that's going to improve the entertainment, um, you know, component of our, our game nights. Uh, we do a great job of game operations. There's all sorts of stuff going on during our game besides the basketball that's, you know, worth coming to see. So I hope that there'll be a lot of people who come check us out. Awesome. 19th of the Bren. I know I'll be there, and I hope uh, all of my listeners are there as well. Okay. Thanks, man. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. And thank you for listening. I just want to inform everyone that uh, Lauren and Marie ended up winning the banner. So, hi, Lauren. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you? We're great. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so, congratulations. Uh, you guys are freshmen? Thank you. you. You guys are freshmen? Yes? Yeah, we're in Rez's dorms. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for listening. Okay, uh, thank, thank you so much you. for calling. Okay, uh, coming up next is Our Digital Future. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.